All right. Hi, and welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. Uh, I'm Sydney DeLorean, and I'm here with Scott McNulty. Hello. Thank you for uh, having me on. I'm so excited. So in case um, any of you noobs out there don't know who Scott McNulty is, he's my longtime friend, uh, artistic collaborator. Indeed. Uh, we had a pod together for many, many years. Word. Um, and uh, now we're back in the studio. Back, bitches. Just doing what feels right. Just keeping it natural. <laughs> Just you know? There's nothing wrong with it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Never. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about being DTF, but I'm always DTR, down to record. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, as I turn my hat around backwards yeah. to indicate to the room that I am also DTR. Yeah, Scott is DTR, and we're both unshowered, so we are taking this, mm. uh, this is why we're not on television, and why we are, um, been banished to the corners of, uh, media known as podcasting. Unshowered and unwrapped. <laughs> oh. Um, so we're doing a show today about trepanation, <laughs> which you actually knew shit about. I knew a little bit, yeah, and I am proud to say that I have not increased that knowledge, uh, one iota since we last spoke. Okay, well, good. Um, I increased that knowledge much to the chagrin of uh, my boyfriend who was in the room while I was watching documentaries about trepanation. Oh, my goodness. There's documentaries on it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I lie a little bit. I did actually... I looked on Wikipedia for like a second, and I was surprised to find that this practice goes back to the Neolithic era. Yeah, so that was the weirdest thing, because it's the oldest surgery for which there is archaeological evidence. Yeah. Um, do you want to describe to people what trepanning is before we explain its ancient origins? I'll, I'll explain it as I understand it, but you probably have more info. So for the kids at home, when Sydney first said to me that she wanted to do a show on trepanation... I actually, my first response, I think, was, I don't know what that is. And then I think you used the word trepanning. Yeah. And that word I knew. So I knew the, the ing, the, I don't know how English works, but I knew that, I knew that word. The action, yeah. I knew the action verb yeah. of it, uh, which means it's like cutting a hole or, or popping out a hole in someone's head in their skull and exposing the brain matter, as far as I understand it. Uh, and this is, is a surgical procedure. And uh, I only knew about it because I saw the movie Master and Commander with, uh, <laughs> with uh, who's that Australian guy? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. And then uh, Paul Bettany. And uh, Paul Bettany plays the surgeon. This is like an 18th century nautical movie, in case you haven't seen it. And uh, Paul Bettany's character performs trepanation on a sailor, on an old sailor, oh. successfully. And it, and it works out. And uh, Why yeah. did they trepan him in that movie? He was, uh, they had a, there's a big battle in the beginning of the film, so I'm not spoiling anything, because it's right at the beginning. And then a lot of people are killed and injured. And he had some sort of head injury. Okay. And uh, so they, so uh, uh, Dr. Maturin uh, basically cuts a hole in his head. And then there's all these, all, all the sailors are watching and this is a great line. One of them says, Is them his brains, doctor? <laughs> and Paul Bettany says, No, that's just dried blood. These are his brains. And they all go, Oh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then he finishes the surgery. And then it's like days later, he's the, the old sailor starts talking again. And, he, and he's fine. And, and everyone's like, Oh, st Dr. Matron is the best doctor in the Navy. <laughs> And that concludes my knowledge of trepanation. <laughs> That's pretty good knowledge. Thank you. Um, okay, so trepanation is, uh, is exactly what you said. It's when a hole is drilled or scraped into the human skull, exposing the dura matter. And the dura matter is a thick membrane um, made of connective tissue. It surrounds the brain and spinal cord, so it kind of protects it. So hmm. you have your skin, you have your skull, you have your dura matter. And then you have your brain. Is the dura mater kind of akin to the placenta almost? I, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, placenta is a a membrane. Yeah, it's, is it insane in that membrane, dude? I How don't know. Placentas are fucking gross. Bloody purses. They, That's... <laughs> it's you're like, oh, I just had a baby, and here comes a giant fucking steak because <laughs> they are gross. Um, and I have an upcoming episode of this show 
with Darlene Hayden, and we're doing a show on pregnancy, and we're going to get into all the gross shit like that. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. So her husband impregnated her real good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, I just sometimes I'm like, oh, man, why'd you do that to her? Yeah. But they actually wanted to start a family, um, and their child is wonderful, uh, and they're smart. They just did it the once because yeah. um, it's a lot. Um, so the reason that people get trepanned is um, to treat health problems related to intracranial diseases mm. um, or in the case of the movie you quoted to release um, pressured blood from an injury. So right. it's common, um, you know, when you get a head injury, there's swelling and there's no room for the swelling to go because you have a skull. So they'll cut a hole. And I saw this on an episode of Doogie Hauser when I was a kid. Oh. Uh, they were out boating somewhere and he had to do some trepanning with a power drill. Sure. Um. So, yeah, that's like a thing. It's still used today. Um. But then in ancient times, there's a lot of debate over um why they did it. Sometimes mm. it was medical because... So in the Neolithic era, people were trepanning all the time. Um, and the interesting thing is it was carried out by independent civilizations on nearly every continent. That's crazy. So, yeah, right? Because that means that they came up with how to do it independently. Um, but they think one of the reasons might be because of the type of weapons that people had. Um, so, like, they had, uh, like, primitive weaponry, like clubs and slings. And so, you know, you get a head injury and you need to drill a hole to release that pressure. Yeah. And that these ancient people had it figured out. Yeah, that which, is, which is remarkable that they figured that out, that, you know... Hey, if I drill a hole in this guy's head, there's a better chance he might live. Yeah. I mean, it's not 100, probably not 100%, I'm sure, but there's a, you know, a better chance that he'll live than if I don't do it. Um, but it wasn't there also some talk about they, they might have been doing it to just because if someone was like crazy, you know, schizophrenic or something, you know, so, yeah. let the evil spirits out. Yeah, like the common thought is that that's why it was done. Hmm. Um, historically, I guess the most cultures and time periods that it happened in, that's not true. Um, but in medieval and Renaissance Europe, that's why they did it. Uh, if someone course. was, be yeah, of course, like <laughs> fucking Europeans, man, they're fucking weird. <laughs> Anything bad happens, it's it's an yeah. evil spirit. <clears throat> Let it out, like, um, and so that's why they would do it if you were acting abnormally. They they would say that you need to let the evil spirits out. We're going to cut a hole in your head. Mm. Um, other cultures, they think that they were doing it because it was to let light in. So it would be like a spiritual oh. practice to become like um, like a higher level of priest or shaman. Ah. Like you get this and it's your next level in spiritual development. Um so I don't know. I do have I have some survival stats. Yeah, hit me. So hit in us. in the um, Neolithic era, I don't know how the fuck. Well, actually, I do know how they know this. For there was a forty percent survival rate of trepanning, and the way they know is from the skulls. They can tell if the bone shows no sign of healing; it means they died during the operation, uh. or they can gauge based on because your bone wants to grow back together, and yeah. so they can tell based on the healing approximately how much how how long the person lived after wow. the trepanation so 40 percent survival rate not but i guess like you're gonna die because you got hit in the head with a club yeah so like 40 I mean, percent yeah it's better than better than nothing i think that we just solved the problem with the whole uh nfl concussions right i mean we just need a guy with a power drill out there you, you get you get john madden who does those Ace, used to do those Ace Hardware commercials anyway? You get them out there on the side of the field with a power drill from Ace. Yeah. You kill two birds with one stone. You got uh, advertising, you know. Yeah. And then you're you're relieving those concussions that those those poor fellas are getting. That's true. Um, you know, just preventative. And we'll get to later uh, a guy who, in present day, proposes a procedure to be done at birth so that your skull never heals. Um, so like. Like the fontanelle never heals. Yeah. So. Here's the reason why people uh, trepan today is mm. they say that your fontanelle, which is the um, it's the the place where like your skull, you have sutures, the, the soft spot. Yeah, the soft spot. Um, you have you actually have six fontanelles. Oh. Um, and people are like, well, you know, 
when you're young, when you're a child, you have a higher level of, um, what did they say, like consciousness? So these fucking people, they say that when you're a child, you have a higher level of consciousness. And as the sutures in your skull heal, yeah. you become less enlightened and so you need to drill a hole in your skull jesus lord i know so are these like new age type people that are saying yeah we we are gonna get so into like the modern trepanation movement because these people (laughs) they're they're hanging out with the anti-vaxxers they're all getting together and like we need to drill holes uh, drill holes in our kids heads and not give them that and let them get measles (laughs) and that'll make them healthier yeah this is a Fantastic. So yeah, and these fucking people, like this one guy, um, John Mellon is John Mellencamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He houses. He claims that fontanelles aren't fused until age eighteen to twenty one. What? But that's not true because even I know that they they're all fused by the time you're two years old. You yeah. have like one in the front, one in the back, and then you have two of them. You have them at your sphenoid bone and at your mastoid. So oh. what are that two for? Five, six. Yeah, you have six fontanelles. One on the ass. One on the ass. One on the dick. Um, yeah, and that butt crack, it just never fuses. Yeah. My dick hole has still not closed to this day. <laughs> I'm still I'm still peeing and coming out of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I it's heard, a nightmare. I heard it it does emit <laughs> fluid several times a day. Yeah. Boy, does uh, it ever. <laughs> yeah, so this fucking guy, John Mellon, who's part of like the modern <laughs> trepanation movement there's no coming back from that really he suggests the a procedure be done at birth where you inject cells into the fontanelles that would prevent them from closing so you just always would have a sort of flex in your skull bones what would that do though i mean then you wouldn't need to be trepanned okay so but i mean but what so if i if i had if i grew into an adult that had basically a hole in my head uh, more or less. I yeah. Mean, um, I mean, is there any medical benefit to that? Or? Here's what these fucking people say. Yeah. And I want to, like, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but a lot of the science seems really flawed t- behind it. Mm. They say that when you have a hole in your skull, it restores the a higher level of blood flow to your brain. Mm. And they say that you have this higher level of intracranial blood flow when you're a child and your skull fuses and then it inhibits blood flow into your brain which is apparently not true Hmm. yeah i would would guess not yeah but that's what they say they're like yeah you have the same amount of blood flowing to your vein like or flowing to your brain whether or not you have a fucking hole in your skull but they're like it gives it room to breathe That's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So here's like the modern sort of world of trepanning. This fucking Dutch librarian, Bart Hughes. Now, he did go to medical school. He was denied his medical license for smoking weed. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was the 60s. Oh, okay. Like, it wasn't cool to smoke weed. And he was pretty outspoken that smoking weed was cool. And they were like, you, sir, don't get to be a doctor. Oh. Um. So he became a librarian. As you do. As one does. And he wrote a book called Trepanation, A Cure for Psychosis. Hmm. Um, he, he's the one who started claiming that children have these higher states of consciousness. Absolutely. Uh, since they're, which like, I'm like, kids don't fuck. They're just always just like, I can't imagine they have higher states of consciousness. They're just like little animals. They're just like reactionary. They're shitting and pissing. Have you met a two year old? Yeah. There's no higher conscious going on there at all. Yeah. No. Giant pain in the ass. Um, so he says it. Trepanation improves cerebral circu- circulation. Sorry, dude, I'm so tired, and there's like long words. <laughs> cerebral circulation. Um, yeah, it improves cerebral circulation by allowing the quote unquote full heartbeat to express hmm. itself uh. inside the cranial cavity. Um, and so he drilled a hole in his own skull with a dentist drill oh my God. as a publicity stunt. Um, also, I watched this documentary called A Hole in the Head that was about all these modern outspoken trepanation people. And in it, he says that he decided to go to prison to do research. What? I, I, what it appeared to me is that he got arrested for being a criminal. 
<laughs> like, but then but he, he did it on purpose, yo. But he says he did it on purpose so that he could conduct research on himself in isolation because in the outside world there were too many variables so i just the minute someone after they've been to jail says that they decided to do it like i was research i'm an actor i was researching a role and it sounds like 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 what an excuse that a really really closeted gay man would do he's like i decided to get arrested so i could research this homoerotic behavior yeah that i am too uh self-loathing to do on the outside Ex- so. exactly yeah. like i just did not like it um so then this chick amanda fielding she dated him in the mid 60s mm-hmm. and she's kind of an interesting character because she's a descendant of the Habsburg family oh yeah and they're the ones that were super inbred yes very big jaws big crazy overbites it's i mean go back listen to our episode on incest um but also then just look up pictures of the Habsburgs. (laughs) yeah they're nuts there were (laughs) there were some genetic problems and like their last son he you look at the paintings of them where they paid artists that were like supposed to make them look better yeah and like the best they could you know I don't know. The best Snapchat filter they could put on that fucking guy, it was still wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so she's a descendant of the Habsburgs. And she's really funny because she talks about how her family were like these outlaws. Like they just were so rebellious and that's why their dynasty failed because they mm. weren't super into conquering. They just all were artists and writers, and that's why the Habsburg dynasty crumbled. Um and she lives in like a castle that has been in her family for hundreds of years Hmm. she grew up in it um they grew up super poor like they couldn't afford to heat their castle um which sounds very cold maybe just sell the castle and uh get a nice condo i don't know like in europe are castles even worth anything because they're yeah i mean i would think so i mean you would probably sell it back to the state you know as a national landmark but i don't know I don't know. Lou was telling me, or actually people who listen to this now know my boyfriend's real name is Zach. He was telling me this castle that he did a study abroad program at. Um, you can rent it for $1,200 a month. It's your castle to live in. Not bad. Well, I That's cheaper than a studio apartment in Phoenix. Yeah. Like a castle. In England. Just, but it's probably unheated and very uncomfortable and no running water, I would bet. Maybe. I don't know. I think, well, he stayed there. I think oh. they have water now. Oh. I don't know. But castles are just everywhere, I guess. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that makes sense because here in Phoenix, we have castles and coasters. I, so and that, I go. Yeah. And you can go there. It's relatively cheap to go there. I go there well. a lot because yeah. they do a thing where for $10, unlimited games for three hours. Yeah. Which, if you're an arcade person, you know is super cheap because if you go to Dave and Buster's, you can easily spend 60 bucks in an hour on games. Yeah. So the hitch is if you do the $10 for three hours of gameplay, you don't get the tickets. You're not eligible to win prizes. Mm. But. You know, mm. you got to just let the prizes go yeah. and then play. The prize is the gameplay. It is the gameplay. Yeah. Plus, then you can beat games because you just keep swiping your card because it's unlimited. I beat Walking Dead a couple weeks ago. It was pretty exciting. Mm. Uh, we also beat Halo. Oh. Yeah. Very erotic. Oh, I, I have a rich adult life. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it. Yeah. I just barely fucking work anymore, and mm-hmm. I go to arcades all the time. Um, It's... I am Bart Simpson. So, uh, so yes, this fight, this chick, Amanda Fielding, uh, she grew up in this castle. Um, she's interesting because she ran for British Parliament twice hmm. uh, in 1979 and 1983 on the platform Trepanation for National Health. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, with the intention of advocating research into its potential benefits. Yeah. Um, uh, currently, she's involved in this um, nonprofit that funds research into psychedelic drugs for therapeutic purposes, kind of like the UK version of uh, MAPS, which is what we have here, the Multidisciplinary oh, yeah. Association for Psychedelic Studies. Um, so, th- but this chick, here's her main thing. Before her parliamentary runs, in 1970, she filmed herself performing self-trepanation. And I watched it. Oh, wow. How's it look? Gross. Yeah. Did she go on forehead, side of the head, top they, of the head? They or? they do forehead so they can see it. Yeah. And the thing about your head is it hurts to cut your skin, but yes. then you don't have any feeling in your skull. Right. And 
in this documentary, A Hole in the Head, uh, a bunch of people described their experience with self-trepanation. Yeah. And it's pretty gnarly because they're like, yeah, you think you've made it through because, you know, it's hard and then you feel soft, but you actually haven't. So a lot of people fail at self-trepanation because they stop when they hit soft. Yeah. And it turns out your bone is soft in the middle. So it has to go hard, soft, hard again, and then you hit the dura matter. Yeah. Um. And just the idea that it's like, but don't go too far because there's your brain. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I worry about the bone fragments. Like none of them talked about having – because if you yeah. watch surgery, they have like a, a thing like the suction. dentist. The, yeah, they have More su- suction. They have suction and they have like the water thing to yeah. rinse away. But this, there's just – where are your bone fragments going? I don't know. Yeah. And this one guy was explaining he rigged up a drill that he hung it from like a cord on the ceiling so he could – maneuver the drill but if he let go it wasn't going to drop the drill yeah. which was kind of smart and then he had the speed connected to a foot pedal yeah i don't know and he wore like a visor it was what do a- they what do they expect to gain by doing this well they say that all of them are like it cured my depression it cured my blah 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 mm. it made you know i immediately felt more energy i felt more alive vitality whatever which a placebo effect is an effect nonetheless, yeah. and I would I would venture to guess that the majority of this is placebo effect. Yeah. Because what a fucking rush. To successfully drill a hole yeah. in your skull, that's going to make you feel pretty awesome and powerful. I pierced my cartilage once in my ear when I was 14 or 15, Yeah, and I would tell you I felt so, what a rush, being like, I'm a bad girl. I just pierced my own ear. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so you know i think i think that's what's happening yeah um so yeah this fucking chick filmed herself doing her own trepanation and then 30 years later she went to mexico and had it done again um performed by a surgeon because she does she's like you should get this done by a doctor in a hospital obviously it's just yeah. <laughs> All these fucking people are like, but the thing is, it's really expensive. It can cost like $5,000. So I understand people wanting to do it themselves, Hmm. but you should get it done by a doctor. And I just was like, okay, when you're drilling a hole in your head, $5,000 doesn't seem like a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah. But what's even cheaper and safer than both those options is not doing it at all. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, uh, may I present option C, please? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For consideration. I know someone who assisted in, like, an elective amputation for someone who has that disease where they think, like, their leg doesn't belong there or whatever, and then they pay to get it. And so they traveled to Mexico to get their leg amputated. (laughs) I love how Mexico just goes along with all these things. Like, yeah, sure, no problem. Come on on down. It's okay. (laughs) You got money. We got knives. (laughs) Let's do it. You got money. We got knives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and drugs <laughs> what <Whatever>. you want <laughs> <laughs> really good street tacos too that's so. <laughs> i mean well yeah when you're recovering from surgery you want a good taco i had a really lovely time i had ceviche and an amputation yeah. and uh, parts of Vallarta this time of year gorgeous gorgeous <laughs> yeah. um, i hobbled around the sites <laughs> but like that's what this made me think of where it's like yeah you just go to mexico you give someone five thousand dollars they'll drill a hole in your skull they yeah. don't need to know they don't need a medical history to know why like dude give me five thousand dollars and i'll drill a hole in your head i don't care who you are yeah <laughs> like, just write we'll write up some contract that says i'm not responsible for anything that happens to you and i will let's get drilling <laughs> i mean i've watched enough of these videos i'm pretty confident that i um that i could do it so yeah i watched one where they do it in in kenya they still do it it's like a spiritual practice like it's part of like i want to be enlightened or whatever yeah um or if people have like migraines or whatever they're like let's do it and it was fucking gross so they like they just use like pieces of like scrap metal and they just like etch away at the skull to get like the edges like it's very very primitive and this whole surgery took three and a half hours and then they just took um like banana leaves and tied the head back together when they were done. They like so 
a lot of these self trap banners, they cut like a little T shape incision. They have a flap. They drill a hole. The flap. Yeah. This Kenya thing, they they fucking slice this lady's head open like a hot dog bun. Like her oh whole top of her head was open. Jesus. And they were just scratching away with their fucking piece of metal, and then they just wrapped some banana leaves around her whole head to help like pull the skin back. But when it heals, the the head still kind of looks like a hot dog bun. There's like a di- oh. it was. But anyways, I've watched enough now. I think I could do this. Like, Yeah. Well, I think we should put our services online. Yeah. Um, you do the actual surgery. I'll just be, I can do like PR. Yeah. You know, I'll be like the face of the company. Yeah. And this primitive Kenyan surgery, 96% survival rate. Oh, that's fantastic. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they dress the room with hog fat. Apparently that's like antiseptic. So they just oh, put yeah. some hog fat in there and like, um... And apparently the, the saying, I need that, like I need a hole in the head, yeah, uh, is related to ancient trepanation because it was associated with insanity in like Europe. Yeah. So it'd be like, that's crazy. Like, I need that. Like, I need a hole in the head. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting, I don't know, hmm. etymology. But yeah, it's just weird because apparently it's having a resurgent. Like, I just yeah. people are lost. They truly are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ugh, cults and trepanation and anti-vaxxers and uh, Trump. <laughs> I mean, all of all of this stuff is telling us that we, we've really lost our way as yeah. a civilization, as a, as a species. Uh, it's a damn shame. It is know? a damn shame. Snowing in Arizona. Like, what what is going on? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it hailed the other day here, and uh, I had to, I was taking Frank to the groomers, and I had to shield his little head from the hail, <laughs> and I just thought, this isn't the life we signed up for. Yeah. You know? Apparently, there was like snow in Tucson and uh, snow in Scottsdale. and It was yeah. it was snowing all over the place, and yeah. I'm not into it because, like, listen, if our summers are fine... What's a little snow? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we have six months of hell that we call summer here. So at least let us have the winters where it's not terrible. And then it's like, nope, your feet are wet. We got you. We gotcha. Um, and Ugh. I need that like I need a fucking hole in the head. Indeed. Um, yeah. I just, uh, I, doing this research was a trip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't know if I want to watch any of these videos or not. Uh, you don't. So, yeah, I probably don't. People, people. This one guy was showing. He has like the divot in his head, and then he's showing the drill bit he used and like put using it to push into the skin of the divot to be like, see, it's right there. I used this drill bit. This is the size hole. Which, in case you're wondering, a six millimeter hole is a sufficient size. Yeah. Um. Someone else said three eighths of an inch. I don't know if those are similar sizes because I'm an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. When you once the hole is done, uh, say you're doing it yourself. I mean, do you bandage it up at that point, or you leave so, it? You leave it open. Well, you just or? put the skin. So you cut like a uh, like um, you basically do like a T incision or like mm. a cross cut. So you have like a flap. It peels open like an orange. Yeah. And then you just put the skin back down, yeah. and then you put a dressing on it. Okay. Um, there's a uh, lot of blood. Doesn't the head bleed a lot though? There's it a does, lot of blood. Right? There's a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, Amanda Fielding used uh, a numbing agent when she did hers, and it decreased blood flow. Yeah. So there wasn't as much blood, but she like wrapped it up with like a shredded sheet turban situation and went mm. out to a party that night. Wow. Because um, it was 1970, and like she was like kicking it with all the like you know famous acid people and stuff and yeah. was like i simply must go to this party sure um with my fucking just let me wipe the blood off my face and yeah yeah be like oh i trepanned myself today it was just mad it was so mad yeah goddamn those uh those 60s people i think oh man yeah, we, yeah. We, we lost we lost a lot we lost a lot i think due to them well so. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like at that time you were more like cults did better and stuff because it was easier to isolate people from opposing viewpoints. So like it was easy to get 100 people to sign off on like living in a ranch in Oregon and like having orgies and whatever, whatever happened in wild, wild country. Mm -hmm. Like because it was, yeah, they didn't have cell phones and shit. There wasn't as much mass communication. Yeah. So that's what people searching led them to. 
I don't know what are what like the common like the modern things that people are searching for. There is the cult of Trump, which definitely has some like yeah. cult undertones. And then I think there's like a lot of fandoms where people are just like really into a specific genre of like anime or comic books, like a lot of fandoms that people yeah. kind of become obsessed with in order to escape yeah, the, the reality we the, live in. Yeah, the current obsession with like superheroes, like these comic superheroes yeah. and stuff. I mean, I hear discussions about, uh, was it Marvel versus DC with like the same intensity that you would hear, you know, who's got a better plan, the, the Democrats or the Republicans? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And like people are like serious. And I'm like, you guys realize this is just like none of this is real. <laughs> like you're talking about comic comics you know yeah like it's just, you know what are you talking about so it's, it's very strange it's almost like a more comfortable thing to occupy your mind with than yeah. like real life stuff mm -hmm. um so i kind of get it in yeah. a way it's like when people's lives are really hard uh but then they'll like get into like a dysfunctional or abusive relationship because, like, it's easier to focus on, like, micro dramas than, like, yeah. I have $80,000 in student loans and that <laughs> only gets me a minimum wage job. And, nice. you know, I always wanted to be a parent, but I can't afford to have kids because hashtag in this economy. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. And, and then so it's easier to create petty dramas um, than to feel, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where he's going with that. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Yeah. But we're all like trying to like placate our uncomfortable feelings. And then like if your life is really hard and you struggle with depression to be like, I'm going to drill a hole in my head and then you can focus <laughs> on researching drilling a hole in your head yeah. and doing the procedure and networking with other people who also want to drill holes in their head or have drilled holes in their head. And then when you do it, you feel like you're the member of a special club or community. Yeah. And like that is a powerful placebo effect. And then you can just be like, everything is fine now because I had a hole in my head yeah. and then you know cut to however many years later you start feeling shitty in the same way you felt shitty before and you think it's because the hole in my head is growing back together yeah um so let me go get another one drilled yeah because like that was the thing i was reading like on fossil records even like people had like multiple ones done and mm. like it's just weird uh so yeah being a being a human is uh it's tough yeah. It's tough business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm against uh, yeah. it. I'm against it. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not for it, that's for sure. No. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many people that want to create more of them, you know. I and, just and uh I don't really get what that's about. So I think it's just um I say this as someone who like I don't want to alarm people in my life because mm -hmm. like my depression is much more in remission these days, but like as someone who's just felt so much pain with existence, I just the I, it just seems like the cruelest thing in the world to me to burden someone with being alive. <laughs> yeah, like it just really does. Yeah, I would never, I would never wish my existence on another human being. So like yeah. the idea to of wanting to do another one, I'm like. <sighs> I was thinking the other day about how much middle school sucked. You know, like that—that's a bad age. Yeah, you know, it's a bad—it's a bad time. It was for me anyway. And then I was thinking, like, man, imagine if I had a kid, and then when the kid reached that age, like the kid has to go through middle school, yeah. and all I'd be thinking is, oh man, it sucks, dude. It sucks for you because you're 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 going to middle school every day, and your body's all wacky, and you know everything, and there's like just assholes other asshole kids that you got to deal with and and i'm just like well can't help you i'm off to work See, you know yeah. there's like nothing you know and it's like well you did this to me <laughs> you brought me into this you're like yep i sure did but i love you i <laughs> yeah. love you and yeah. you are gonna suffer yeah i'm gonna go off to work where everything's more or less fine and then come back and then you know force you to eat dinner with me <laughs> And I'm gonna expect that you interact with me in a in a certain way. Yeah, like you have to eat dinner with me and tell me how your day was and be respectful. Yeah, and, uh, and all this stuff. And it's like you know the whole time you're knowing you have to be remember you should be remembering like hey this all sucked for me when I did this but 
Uh, yeah. Don't care. But I don't. I can't care now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to... Um, it's like if your house burned down, you're like, I'm going to burn other people's houses down to let them know what it's like. Yeah. yeah it doesn't make sense. And, and then be like, I gave you this gift of yeah. burning your <laughs> Yeah, so that you know what it's like to have your house burned down. Yeah, you're welcome. Because that's always the thing where it's like, I gave you life, I brought you into this world or whatever, and it's like... I didn't ask for that. That yeah. was not. I don't, <laughs> that was not a gift. Um, it's kind of been a. It's a curse that's gonna last me eighty fucking years, and there's nothing I can do about it. Because if you kill yourself, it yeah. makes everyone else really fucking sad. It makes yeah. their. It makes the hard time that they're having being a person even fucking worse. Yeah. So like, yeah, I went. Uh, Zach and I went to Disneyland for Valentine's Day, and like, it's just. The kids there are cute. They're dressed yeah. up. They're in awe. They're having the best time ever. Like it is heartwarming mm-hmm. to the core to watch <laughs> them experience this thing that is so amazing and magical. And he asked me, you know, does this, uh, do, you know, looking at this, does this ever make you want to have kids? And I was like, not really, mm. because we don't have to deal with like their tantrums and yeah. their bathroom issues. And, you know, like we get to go back to the hotel room alone and bang. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot. Like we just we're experiencing them having the best time that they have. And we don't have to experience any of the struggle or negativity that comes yeah. along with having one of your own like because yeah, yeah it's a whole different experience um well i've been at, i've been to disneyland with mm, you yeah. when and there was a point where i saw like several kids having tantrums you know meltdowns basically and uh it was when i was going to the bathroom oh it was yeah. like two o'clock in the afternoon which is about about tantrum time it's you hot. know it's hot yeah and uh so you, and, and you got these you know dads trying to take their kids to the bathroom and there was just some tantrums going and i'm like jesus christ like Fuck that noise! Yeah, like, like that is awful. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean, I have a, I have bosses and taxes and bills and you know, it's like I don't. What do I need? I don't want to add this poopy, this poopy pee, vomity, yeah. tantrum throwing organism into my life. Yeah, that doesn't go away. It's forever. Forever. It's forever. And yeah. it's not going to necessarily be thankful. Yeah, I just yeah. don't understand ever thinking that you have the emotional. Like, I don't have the financial or emotional fortitude to be a parent. And, like, I always say that I think of, like, my depression as, like, herpes. Like, it's never, (laughs) it never goes away. Yeah. There will be flare ups. And so, you know, the idea of being like, oh, I could be having a really bad depressive episode and barely able to, like, shower and I have to take care of something. Like, yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem like a good idea. Um, so yeah, someone just being like, "Yeah, like I, life is hard enough. I have all these things like you listed, and then I'm gonna add an entire another human being who solely relies on me." Yeah, like I don't. How how do you do that? You just you shouldn't. It's just too much. Yeah, and God, if they die, that sucks. Yeah, it's like way worse than a dog dying. Yeah, you know, it's like a hundred times. Like you basically never get over it. Yeah, and so your life is ruined. And there's no, you can't guarantee that, you know, they're not going to die. All kinds, of, all kinds of shit happens, especially in this country. Yeah. We're all a bunch of animals with yeah. guns. So. Oh, yeah, dude. This is a really, it's a really upbeat podcast. Well, I don't know. you know, it's like. <laughs> I love where I'm, bring, where I'm bringing us. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, in short, don't trepan yourself, guys. Don't It's not really going to help anything. It's not going to, and you yeah. might die, and it'll make people sad. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't. Maybe, like, just listen to hip-hop and, uh. You know, sometimes you ever listen to Michael McDonald? He's fun. Do that. He makes me feel so happy and he brings like a joy in my heart that yeah. like so few <laughs> things do. Um Scott and I are big <laughs> Scott and I are big Michael McDonald fans. We saw him in concert. I know. At I a, want... at a casino, at a desert casino in California. I, so. I he's playing there again and I wish that I could go, but I can't. I loved it. Um, I love that he called us the wrong town when he was there too. That's which true. Was, which was fun. Dude, what did he say? He's like, hey, he's like, how's it going, Palm Springs? And it's like, this is Indio. <laughs> they're very close they're to very, each other. They're very similar, fair. yeah. And mm-hmm. he road dogs it. He's always on the road. Yeah. But I was thinking maybe um, 
at some point because he seems to always be touring in California. We should go and take your aunt and uncle that we stay with. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think they have the same interest in Michael McDonald that we have. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sure. they're yeah. in their sixties. They don't <laughs> yeah. like Michael McDonald. Oh, they're in their seventies. <laughs> Damn. Damn. They're looking hot for seventies. Yeah, they're doing it. Doing it. Yeah, it's know. that California thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just good weather. Good. You know, yeah. Easy living. <laughs> easy living. Yeah. <laughs> So if you're feeling sad, don't drill a hole in your head. Um, yeah, go to California. Yeah, yeah, and and go to a Michael McDonald concert. Yeah. Um, and if you can't afford to do that, watch one on YouTube. Yeah. Um, because that's something I've gotten into. Is uh, I recently listened to an episode of like I don't know Reply All uh, mm. or Hidden Brain or whatever. One of those, and it was about. Um, living vicariously through others and how that's a thing now where people yeah. watch they live vicariously through people via YouTube and they said the interesting thing is people who watch a lot of YouTube videos of someone doing a complicated task mm-hmm. overestimate their ability to be able to do the same task oh i'm sure yeah and so they're like yeah it's weird because if you read a lot about doing something it doesn't have the same effect yeah but if you watch someone do something it does um because it looks easy because it yeah because it looks easy and you think you know you can do it but uh but yeah so you know sometimes it's like no one has any money yeah you can't afford to go to concerts yeah or whatever um, but you can watch some decent YouTube videos for free of people doing those things and you can escape, um, in, in a way that's healthier than, uh, getting a dentist drill right? or buying this one fucking dude bought an antique trepanner at like an antique medical store. Oh, lovely. Oh, where's some historical medical curiosities. <laughs> and so he bought this fucking thing that basically it's like a ring of teeth. Yeah. Like a metal ring of teeth. And a crank. And yeah. so as you crank it, the teeth go in a circle to punch Ooh, God, some bone yeah. out. Because um, some, in some cultures, when they would trepan, then they would keep the piece of bone, that little, like, that yeah. came out. And yeah. you'd wear that as a locket to ward away evil spirits. Sure you would. Of yeah. course you would. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So this fucking guy bought one of those. And he was u- trying to use it on himself to oh, trepan. Oh, dear. Um, but it was dull because it yeah. was an antique. Yeah, yeah. So he had to abandon that. Uh, a shame. Yeah, I it's think sad. it was that Dutch guy that was like his first time yeah. doing it. And he was like, oh, yes, I had to, you know, abandon that mission. Couldn't cut through the bone. <laughs> Rather dull. Um, and it's like, yeah, you fucking moron. <laughs> Did you really not graduate medical school because... You smoked pot and they denied your diploma, or was it because you're a good pot? Fucking idiot! Yeah, Yeah. like that was the real deal. I guess so. Oh Um, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just that shit and that shit creeps me out. Like people who have like weird beliefs, because I think I told you the Source Family documentary hmm. creeped me out more than a horror movie. The I don't what, know the, what family the source. It was like a '60s cult called the Source Family, and it stemmed out of a health food restaurant in mm. California and became this weird fucking cult. And um, there's a documentary called The Source Family, but it something about that stuff is creepier to me than um, yeah, a horror movie. So like, it's been storming and raining in Phoenix, yeah, and so it's just it's wet and it's damp and it's thunderous. And I'm watching this documentary about people being like, oh, and then I drilled a hole in my head, <laughs> and I'm just like, re- like very ill at ease. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you may want to change your hobbies. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't watch that stuff alone because yeah. it just wouldn't. But I, yeah, I was watching it with Zach, which made it better. Yeah, and then afterwards, uh, after I finished all my trepanning research um we watched point break as like a palate cleanser oh that's fantastic yeah 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 Um, that's a fine film yeah uh it's i noticed it's a guy thing like guys around your age yep yep we love it (laughs) because it's that sort of there was like um there's a thing of a good youth movie and usually it involves a subculture that you can escape into yeah and so like there's the lost boys where it's like these bad boys that are also vampires and this one it was like surfers who are also bank Bank robbers robbers. yeah Mm -hmm. um i'm a girl so my movie of that genre was the craft Mm. um or teen witch yeah um just things where it's like oh there's this secret 
thing that you can get initiated into and yeah. be part of and it you want to think like yeah when i'm gonna i'm gonna find this adventure and when i'm an adult i'm gonna have this cool life yeah um and then like cut to like you know 10 years later you're wearing khakis and yeah being like hello thank you for- <laughs> <laughs> um I, I that segues nicely into this uh story i heard this morning so i was having coffee with a friend this morning yes a mutual friend of ours and i don't know how we got on the subject but he said that he uh there's a, f- a friend of his from high school that he always remembers as being this guy, even though he was a white guy, he was like always trying to be super gangster in high school, you know, like just really, really wanted to be gangster. And, um, you know, being a white Arizonan, that's kind of the polar opposite of gangster. Yeah. So he's never, he lost track of this guy. He's, he's looked for him on Facebook and then before that, MySpace, and everything. He's never on any of the social medias. Well, he's, he suddenly found him. Somehow, well, he found him because uh, this guy's a lawyer now. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he's and he uh, because uh, our friend is married to a lawyer, and, oh. uh, and I guess they work on a case together, or something like that. And uh, so he emailed him, and he's like, "Hey, are you the same guy from such and such high school?" And he just replied back with, with one sentence: "You found me." <laughs> and, and and there's like this like, sort of like the. Uh, uh, I guess, you know, almost like he's embarrassed about the fact that he's a successful attorney now because it's like, yeah, I know I was super gangster, but uh, then I went to law school <laughs> and wear a suit every day. And, you know, yeah, but good uh, for him. Man. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny where life takes you. It's a weird thing because, you know, when you build relationships with people, they can be sometimes binding, right? Because people expect you to stay the person that they knew and became friends with. Yeah. And it's why, you know, when people marry their high school sweetheart, I feel... In an ideal world, you can grow and change within a relationship, yeah. but not always, and especially not when you start so young. Yeah. You know, people get insecure when the other person changes because they feel yeah. left behind or whatever. And so, yeah, you can, if you stay friends with the same group of people when you're a gangster in high school, <laughs> it can theoretically inhibit you totally. from becoming a lawyer because it's yeah. like, oh man, like we was going to smoke blunts and listen to the new whoever album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I have to study for the bar. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I think about it a lot because I used to be like a, a wild child partier and I am so not that now. I'm a very, very different person. And the people from that scene, I sometimes will hear like rumors back, you know, that I moved to the suburbs and I got married and I have kids and all this stuff because like I just was like, I can't keep doing what I'm doing with you guys while trying to become whatever the fuck it is I'm trying to become as an adult. (laughs) Like it just doesn't I like at a certain point I like I don't want to drink malt liquor and party yeah. till the sun comes up and like I'm just I'm too tired, too old. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to do any of the weird hippie art scene shit that I used to do. I just yeah, and it's like in order to you only have so much space in your life for yeah. people and things and like there's only so much time, so you just got to be like listen I can't be a thug anymore because I'm going to law school. Yeah. <laughs> so bye, guys. If any, of, if any of you guys become lawyers, maybe I'll see you around. But yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my uncle, who you've met, was like a California beach bum who became a lawyer. That's so, right. Yeah, because he met a met a met a, a, a hot chick who was going to law school, and he's like, oh. I better, I better get my act together. I'll go to law school too. That'll that'll show her. <laughs> um, but it worked out for him. Yeah, I guess. You yeah, know, yeah. I was, I had a chiropractor once after one of my car accidents, and I had to go to chiropractor like three times a week he was telling me basically like he met this lady who was like yeah you can't keep being a fuck up in life like same deal like yeah you, you got to become like something make something in yourself if you want to be with me be a doctor or whatever and so he goes yeah i researched it and it turned out becoming a chiropractor was the easiest way to be a doctor <laughs> <laughs> so he goes so that's what i did (laughs) (laughs) smart (laughs) oh yeah and that's who you want cracking your back is someone who wanted to take do the least amount of work well i think you and i have had similar experiences where we both have been to bad chiropractors and good chiropractors i know i have like i i was going to one this lady who 
I swear to God, like I, 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 looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know if she was really real, like if she was really certified, because she, did, well, she didn't seem like she was doing anything of any value to me. And it just seemed really, the whole thing was like just way too casual. And then I, I stopped going to her and I went to this other guy who was way more expensive. He had like a really nice office with like a waterfall in the, yeah. in the lobby. And he was, he took x-rays of me and, and like really spoke about, you know, what was going on with my spine. And then all his cracking really seemed to help. And I was like... I was like, yeah, I don't think this other lady is a real chiropractor. Dude. <laughs> but but apparently she is. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how it works. I don't know. <laughs> I was seeing one recently for several months. I was seeing her once a week and she was 20 bucks. And I was yeah. like, this is all I can afford. Yeah. But like she didn't do anything. She would hold yeah. like it was a weird setup. So she had this office that she's been in for a long time and just yeah. is very coated with dust and things Ugh. like because it hasn't been. That's inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> of health. And then she <laughs> takes her dogs to work with her every day and they just run around the office. Uh, and gross. it's a whole weird. Yeah. It's a whole yeah. weird situation. But like whatever. I actually enjoyed her as a person. Yeah. But <clears throat> uh, so I would lay down on her table and she would just run like a sharper image massager on my back. <laughs> and then she would crack me. But like nothing ever happened yeah like she would just crack my spine and then we were done and i reached this point because i have numbness in my arm and it gets worse the more i work or whatever and like i couldn't lift or move my arm yeah and so i asked uh darlene who she sees she does jujitsu she takes care yeah. of her bod so i figured she would know and she suggested a lady that does jujitsu with her yeah so i go see this lady she does like the whole fucking analysis, like, you know, watches yeah. me move, feels things, yada, yada, yada. And is like, yeah, you have a rib out of place. Whoa. That's cutting off circulation to your arm. Yeah. I like, I can't believe that you haven't. <laughs> and I was like, Died. I don't. Well, I just was like, I didn't know I was going to a chiropractor and I just figured she was doing everything that could be done. And yeah. it was something I had to live with. And so she gave me stretches and exercises and didn't just like crack my back, but like did like hips and knees and elbows and wrists and does like things and is like, okay, well, here's your treatment plan and I yeah. need to see you this often. And then as it gets better, we'll cut back to this. Like, and you know how much she cost? $25. Oh, $5 more. $5 more. That's impossible. I know. I mean, that these, these, these chiropractors today are trying to get rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah it was it was a uh, it was a thing but now i see i see her a couple times a week and it has definitely helped a lot uh and uh yeah i also we have an upcoming episode about uh chiropractic oh um so you know because like it, i think it's something that is misunderstood a lot yeah. i don't even as someone who graduated massage therapy school, I still don't know like a lot about chiropractic. And so I know there's a battle that goes on. There's a war mm. inside that inside that industry between the mixers and the straights. What are the mixers and the straights? Oh, I know something you don't. This is amazing. You know a lot of things. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't I think, know. Uh, you know all this medical stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so the mixers are the more modern chiropractors who say that they basically mix chiropractic with other things. They're like, yeah, you know, chiropractic is a really good way to, to treat ear infections oh. and headaches and like all, you know, they have all, you know, it's somewhat new agey, you yeah. know, and straights are like, no, chiropractic is for one thing, which is just your, your spine alignment. Yeah. And this is what we do. We, yeah. we, we crack you and that's it, you know? And uh, the mixers, I think, do stuff like, you know, the acupuncture, they, they you know, and, and maybe just massage. But they also are doing stuff like, well, this will help you with, you know, what other weird things. Like, like my friend whose mom took her to a chiropractor when she had pneumonia. Yeah, that those. Yeah, those yeah. are mixers. Those chiro the chiropractors that say, yeah, I can help you with pneumonia is a mixer uh, versus a straight is like, no, it's not going to help you with pneumonia. I can help you it, with your biomechanics. Yeah, and that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the lady, the bad chiropractor I was going to, she would do uh, she would crack me just a couple times. Then she would do a, an awful massage because she had nails. Oh, my God. Stop it. Yeah. You know, like women nails. Yeah. You know, and I'm like. Like pretty, you know, but they were like always digging into my skin and it hurt. Yeah. That's the main reason I stopped going. I was like, I can't take another one of these massages where she's cutting into me. Yeah. And I'm like, you have to decide nails or your job. But like, that's, you know. And then she would do uh, acupuncture and she wasn't very good at it. So like she would get the needles in my back, like my, around my shoulders. And that was okay. You didn't really feel it. But she would put them in my hands too. And that I really, it hurt really bad. 
And I would be like, ow, that I like literally screaming like, oh, oh, you know, like that hurts. And she's like, oh, it's, you're going to feel a little bit, of, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of whatever, because that's why I'm yelling. <laughs> you know, so, I'm like, I don't think you're doing this right. I actually one time I said that to her, I was like, I don't think you're doing it right. She got kind of mad. And that was the last time that I went to her. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I ghosted mine. <laughs> yeah. Because it yeah. was it was awkward because it wasn't like I was making appointments. Yeah. Like I had a standing appointment every Tuesday. And so then I just texted her saying, you know, I'm going to be out of town next week. So how about I just mm-hmm. contact you when I get back yeah because i didn't know how to be like listen i like you but also i've given you a lot of money and yeah. nothing's gotten better and i listen it's not you it's just that i found a better broad you know yeah. like well this one she actually had to send me a check because she was overcharging my insurance stop it i'm serious yeah so like two months later she uh she sent me an email and she was like uh i have a um, apparently your insurance is uh it was better than I thought it was, something like that, and, and like I owe you $125, and I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> she's like, uh, do you want to come pick it up, or should I send it to you? I was like, just send it to just me. Just send I, I'm it not, to I'm not me. going back to you. <laughs> no, I don't want to be in the same room as you. Yeah. Can. You're terrible. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So we got to the bottom of that. Now I don't even have to do an episode on chiropractic. Now you don't even have to Japan. Yeah. You, you were going to Japan. I know you were going to Japan. You were going to go home in Japan after this. And a lot of people are at listening to this and they're getting ready to Japan and they're like, oh, let's go to a chiropractor. Yeah, just go yeah. to a chiropractor. Find a good one. Find a good straight one. Yeah. But who could be gay. <laughs> who could be? They can be but, gay. Yeah, they can be trans. But they need to be also straight. Yeah. Well, like the um, uh, the owner of the Patriots found a really good massage place, I think, I heard. Oh, I did so, hear yeah, that. Yeah, you can go there. Dude, um, I, had to hear <laughs> s- I was at work yesterday and I had to hear so many people like having that conversation or like being like, oh my God, this is blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, yeah. right when I got to work, I got the news that Brody Stevens died. Did you hear that? Who's Bernie Stevens? He's one of my favorite comedians. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was found dead from uh, apparent suicide. Ooh. And so, like, I'm just like, man, it's just it, he's one of those per- people that, like, I almost saw him last time I was in L.A. and then it didn't happen. Um, and then I just was like, hope I've never seen him live. Like, I just. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm like. That's feeling that's wearing heavy in my heart, and I have to listen to a bunch of assholes be surprised that people get rubbing tugs. I know. I'm I, like, dude, and they're just like, how? How did you? Blah blah blah. How do you even find that? I didn't even know they had those what? places how anymore. Do you, what? <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck have you? They're been? on every corner. <laughs> yeah, like, do you not have eyeballs? Have you not heard yeah. of rubmaps.com? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. I, I can't believe the deal that people are making about this. That a guy got a rubbing tug. It's like. Yeah, it's something. It happens. Almost it's way more common than you think. Almost every man I know has gotten a rub and tug. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I've gotten several, no. but I've gotten several. <laughs> <laughs> I, no shame in my game. I almost got one. I was. This is like a couple of years ago. I was on Rub Maps trying to find a place that specialized in ladies. In, in the female rub. Yeah, I was like, "There's, there's got to be one somewhere." There are places that do that, yeah. and I just was like in a really kind of like dark place dating wise <laughs> no, and was like why am i even like it's just depressing yeah. to go on dates and be like i don't even want to be fucking talking to this person let alone have them touch my body because yeah. people are like oh you're a girl you can just get laid i'm like yeah but like not by people i want you know what i'm saying like how many disappointing human interactions yeah. do i have to have it's like when you're looking for porn and you have to see you see 10 things that are upsetting and disturbing <laughs> yeah. before you find something that's like okay i can wink to this but yeah. like at that point you already have these like kind of conflicted sexual feelings because yes. you've been upset um and so like yes. that's how i was feeling where i was like how many more dates do i need to go on and just be like oh bleh. And then it was like, what if I just, if I pay someone to like just finger blast me, (laughs) it seems like a more straight exchange. Like I will get exactly what I pay for and I won't have to do the dance of pretending we have anything in common or getting to know him and realizing he's really terrible and I don't want him to touch me. Like, give me some fucking dude who doesn't speak English, but can (laughs) finger blast. (laughs) Anyways, I I ended up not doing it. But like, Yeah. yeah, when people are like, oh my God, can you believe this happens? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's 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 so funny. The 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 shock of certain you know, I'm like, yeah, you know. No, he's done. He's over. I'm like, he's got billions of dollars and yeah. all he did was get a rub and tug yeah. by a professional who yeah. apparently are very efficient. I hear that it's like 
Oh, someone yeah. described it to they me. They know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone described it to me as, it's like milk in a cow. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they, they get it done. They do get it done. So, yeah, it's yeah. just like, whatever, dude. Whatever. Who yeah. gives a shit? But apparently that's our headline news of the day. Yeah. Well, also, I love how, like, the authorities try to frame everything now as, uh, what, uh, what is it, trafficking? So they're like, so there, there's some people there, they arrested, like, four people involved, and they're like, and these guys... You know they're trafficking these these women, but but they're all women, uh. and they all are uh, being charged not just with trafficking, but with ac- but with the actual sex 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 acts. Uh-huh. I'm like traffickers don't engage in the sex acts. That's not what it, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, you don't get high on your own supply. Yeah, you know it's like if if there is if it's a woman who's doing doing it, doing it to the Johns, then she's not she's not a trafficker. Yeah. That's like a slave owner saying like step step aside, I'm gonna pick this cotton. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? If it was like some dude, you know, like yeah. this white guy. Whatever, then maybe you could say, okay, yeah, he's he's trafficking and he's holding them against their will. But it's like, no, there's like four women that that like co-own this place. Oh, yeah, which is what they do. They're 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 making shit tons of money. It's just, yeah. just doing it for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, they're not. You can't say they're trafficking anybody. And then oh, like the the cops. Uh, this is like in New York, I guess. And they actually said, or whatever it was, New England, and and the cops are like, yeah, you know, some of these women like they, we interviewed them and they said that. You know that they're fine, that they're there, that they're actually doing this voluntarily. But we know that's not true. Oh my! God. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why would you not listen to the person that you're? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no, I want to do this. I'm making hundreds of dollars a day doing this. I mean, you know? honestly, they're living the American dream. They're yeah. an independent business owner, and they're making money. Yes. Who the fuck else is making money right now? Yeah. No one. Exactly. Fucking no one. Everyone I know has a master's degree and mm-hmm. eight fucking roommates. And working at Starbucks, yeah. Yeah, so like, I mean, this is just them trying to keep women down, really, is what we're looking yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. Women, they're trying to get themselves up. They're trying to get you up. Yep. Um, And <laughs> the man's trying to keep them down. It's typical, typical of the man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Damn the man and don't trepan. Oh, that's that is our motto for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, thanks for being on the show, Scott. Thanks for having me. I'm sure you'll get a lot of hate mail about my pro uh, rub and tug uh, views, but uh, that's okay. You can just, you can just not have me back. No, I'm going to have you back. I take you're, full responsibility. You're a series regular. <laughs> so. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, happy hump day, everyone. <laughs> Woo!